0: You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached during the online worship service of Central United Methodist Church. We are located in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for our live worship experience through Facebook or Zoom every Sunday at 1030 a.m. Visit www.cumcballston.org for details. There, you can also learn more about our congregation, where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Reading of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is a spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. My name is Sarah Calvert. I'm your district superintendent for the Arlington District, and I'm here this morning because I'm trying to help out some pastors in giving them a rest, uh, giving them a a chance to step away from sermon writing for at least a week. They have completely reinvented worship and sermons and technical ways of doing uh, worship and Bible studies and, and programming. They have been very, very hard at work for the last several months, and I hope this gives them a bit of a breather. So I told them I would come and tell you a little uh, little bit about what it means to be in the midst of this crisis, maybe in my life a little bit. So every day in the midst of this, I am walking my dog. This is my neighborhood. And in the walking of my dog, I come across this lovely tree, this lovely tree with the wind blowing through it. It's stable. You know, the the leaves are flexible and they move, but it's rooted very deeply and very strongly. And so it's not going anywhere. It's a very old tree. It's got a lot of character to it. And it's a touch point for me. It's a time to stop and take a deep breath to remind myself that ways that i am rooted the things i am rooted in determine how well i can move forward how well can i move through the fears and the anxiety the anger and the worry that is going on in our world right now the trees are very important and they're very interesting i was uh, last summer i spent some time studying uh A book called The Secret Life of Trees, where it talks about how trees are in community in ways we don't even know. Their roots reach out, even a solo looking tree like this, their roots reach out and talk to the other trees. Um, Their branches and their leaves and even the way they they disperse pollen um, all have chemical traces that talk to each other, even across um, different types of trees. And the trees themselves are are, um, a community. They are not standing isolated and alone. So though it may be rooted to one spot, it is actually part of a a bigger whole. That helps me to to think through the fact that even though I'm isolated at home, even though I'm fearful or or angry, I am part of a larger community. I am part of a church. I am part, for me, a part of many churches in, in a whole district. And in the midst of that, I am reminded I am never alone. So what what have I rooted myself in? Well, I know that I have comfort and strength for the road ahead because I've studied what's going on. I've been careful. I've um, uh, read up on things. And I know that I'm prepared. And when I think about this scripture that we're reading today, this passage from John, uh, you may realize that it is part of the uh, long passages where Jesus is trying to prepare his disciples for what's about to come. He's preparing them for the fact that their life is about to be turned upside down. They're about to be afraid and anxious and unstable. They're going to be hunted. They're going to run away. They're going to deny. They're going to do all sorts of things that mean that they are, in fact, not going to be in the place of the comfortable spot that they are right now. And when they do that, Jesus is going to say to them, look, if you love me, if you love me, then, then follow my commandment. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, you may be wondering what commandments are those, what commandments does, does Jesus say in this, in this gospel of John? Well, it's not 23 different ones. It's not 173 different things. In fact, it is only one. A little bit later in this passage, after the part that we've read, it says, I command you to do one thing and one thing only. To love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. That is all that he's asked of them. That's what's going to help them move through. They're going to be in community in ways they never expected. So if they love him, then in fact, they should love each other. And that will be the continuation of what's going to happen. Then Jesus tells them the truth. He tells them the hard things that are to come. Look, I am not going to be here anymore. Physically, I'm going to be absent. But he says, I am not going to leave you alone. You're not going to be orphans, he says. In fact, you are going to be There's going to be a helper. There's going to be a comforter. There's going to be something stable for you to rely upon. So he tells them that something called the paraclete That's what the Greek word that he uses, a a paraclete is coming. And the paraclete is a comforter, is a a helper is probably the best English word. Something that is going to be there for them. It's going to be the spirit, what we commonly call the Holy Spirit now. And you may recall if you're uh, older, like I am the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, This is what's coming to be part of them. And there's going to be work for this Holy Spirit that's going to be beneficial to this community of disciples that is going to completely unleash God's love on the world. So this, this, this Holy Spirit, this Holy Spirit is going to teach them because they're going to continue to need to be taught. We all need to be taught. Even the best teachers among us need to be taught. And so they're going, as we open up scripture together, as they come together to to have worship services after Jesus is gone, they're going to continue through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to lift up the words that Jesus says and the actions that he took and study them and study this, the, the, the Jewish scriptures not only will it teach, but it will also remind them. Remind them of what it means to be a people who were loved by God and continue to love others. Remind them what that means. Remind them in the, remind them in the midst of everything. Like this tree reminds me to be rooted in things. Remind them in what it means to be a people who are loved by God and love others. He says that not only will they te- will the Holy Spirit teach and remind you, but it will abide in you. It will it will be part of you. This Holy Spirit will be part of you as you love each other, as you love others. This Holy Spirit will remind you, will will uh, abide within you, so that you can grow and be challenged and be uh, the the kind of people that that show that kind of love to the world. So, the, Jesus says that this is going to be a teacher. This is going to be a reminder. This is going to be someone who abides with you. And this is also going to be a testifying. Uh, Spirit, This spirit is going to pull out of you testimony uh, that you don't even know now. Testimony that says what it is that you desire, that that God has put into you, what love it is that you have had that has come into this world. And it's also going to help you to hear the testimony of others. How has God changed other people in your community? Again, this is part of a community role of the Holy Spirit, because you see, this is not things that are just for us, not just for our internal spirit, but in fact, this is things that bind a community together, like, that, like the roots of this tree binding a community of trees together. The Holy Spirit is binding each of us who, if we love him and have kept his commandment to love one another, it's, it's a creation of the church. And, you know, if you think about it, the church itself... The church itself is created by the Holy Spirit. We're going to celebrate Pentecost in a couple weeks. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at that time created the church that we know today. That church was created by a complete outpouring. It was testimony. It was people seeing that Peter Peter was testifying. It was people being taught. It was people finding out that that, uh, that, that Messiah had come and and that there was a new way of seeing uh, the world in the light of the love uh, and the teachings of Jesus Christ. So there's a tremendous amount of things that this Holy Spirit is going to do to create this community that creates the church that we have inherited today. So so what does that mean for us today? What possibly could that be about us? In fact, what this says to us today is that our church was never about a building. Our church was never about an event Our church was never about a particular person in a particular pew. This church was always about the power of the spirit to lift up our gifts, to lift up our mission and ministry, to send us forth in love, to love one another. I have seen across our district the ways in which our churches have risen to the challenge of loving others as they have been loved by God. They have fed the tremendous number of people who are suddenly hungry They have helped the people who were suddenly homeless. They have worked with the people who were finding themselves without jobs. They have called forth gifts they didn't even know they had to do technical things that have never been done before in the name of the church. The Holy Spirit is present and challenging us in the midst of this. The Holy Spirit is that powerful love. Because really, whose spirit is it? It's the spirit of Jesus left behind. It is all the love Jesus poured out, left behind and active constantly in the world. It is present here. It is present in this beautiful tree. It is present in in those of you who are watching this morning. It is present in the life and the love and the movement forward of the church today in its mission to help others see and to help others know that the love of God is theirs. They are beloved as you are, and there is work to be done mm <laughs> The Holy Spirit is a love connector. It is a love connection, connecting everyone and everything to each other. This is how God transforms the world through the power of this Holy Spirit. May your world be transformed. May you be challenged and pushed. May you ask yourself every day, how am I living out this love? How am I being challenged by this love? How is fear and the anxiety and the the walls that I have put up in the midst of this scary time being broken down by love? How can I reach out to the next person in love? How can I support the work of my church and the mission of the church in the world with my love and my work in the Holy Spirit? I wish you great joy in the finding of that truth. I wish you great love connections for they will transform the world throughout eternity. Amen and amen.